0: Hello fellow Redbirds, welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast number 49. Please follow us on our at Bird Fans Forever Twitter account to be notified of our latest podcast videos. Also go visit our website, www.birdfansforever.com, where you can find a list of our previous podcasts. Finally, go visit, go visit Bird Fans Forever on YouTube and slam duck that subscribe button. Our YouTube site has our Redbird game archive where you can find the classic Redbird game to watch. We've been getting a lot of videotapes from friends of the podcast that PEM has been transcribing to our digital library. Don't forget to support our Redbirds by buying the Empower the Nest beer from Keg Grove Brewing Company. Bird Fans Forever members don't want to be the only supporters. We know there are plenty of other beer lovers out there, so buy a four-pack of Empower the Nest beer to support our Redbirds. We've been looking forward to our guest today who just this past weekend was honored at SefQ Arena being presented with a Missouri Valley Conference regular season championship ring. In one season as a Redbird, she had a whole career of accolades. She was Missouri Valley Conference Jackie Stiles Player of the Year, MVC Newcomer of the Year, All-MVC First Team, and All-MVC Newcomer Team. On top of all that, she became the first ever WNBA draft selection in program history on April 10, 2023. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever, RB4L, Paige Robinson.
1: Hello, Paige, how you doing?
2: Good, happy to be here.
1: This is awesome. So my two things that I wanted to call out was we had Beth Landis just last episode, but Paige is number four with 37 points in a game, fourth all-time. And then Paige is fourth all-time with 800 or 584 points in a season. Nice work. That is very impressive. Thank so you. We start off the same way with everybody pretty much. How'd you get to ISU? But yours is a very long story. So we want to hear about Drury first. Actually, we want to hear about recruiting in high school and then Drury and then Illinois State.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> my recruiting process looks a lot different than a lot of the girls that are are at uh, ISU now. Um, I went to a tiny high school Graduated with about 40, 45 kids in my class. Um, played at AU. Uh, wasn't on a very big AU team. Um, I bet you 100% of people around this area don't even know what it is, but um, <laughs> my coach was able to get um, some Division II coaches to come to our games and stuff. So a lot of my. Offers were from Division II. I had a couple trickle in that were uh, mid-major, kind of lower D1s. Um, but ultimately, they just weren't a good fit for me. They were rebuilding. Um, their coaches got fired, so they were bringing somebody new in. Um, you know how it goes in athletics. Oh, yes. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before I committed to jury, um, Coach Gillespie invited me to elite camp at ISU. So i came and i was super excited i was like dang am i gonna get to play for illinois state like <laughs> this is big time like i was so excited and she was awesome i went to elite camp she asked for my AU schedule and then never showed up to a game <laughs> so yeah um so i got my hopes up for nothing and so ultimately um jury was my uh, best fit for me um yeah, yeah. you know their division two powerhouse they're, no, they're known for uh, winning uh, championships, conference championships, making it to the national tournament. Um, so, yeah, ended up that route. Um, there's a lot of great players at Division II. Um, a lot of diamonds in the rough there. Um, I think it gets a bad rap sometimes. But, yeah, had a great four years there. Um, made it to the national championship one year. Um, ended up losing, but um, pretty impressive Hopefully. that we made it there
1: how was that game was it a pretty close game is it something you look back and like wow we were in it or was it one that you know
2: yeah no it was a really fun game to play in we were playing against um oh who was it lubbock christian lubbock christian out of lubbock texas who was another division two powerhouse um they had won pretty much every national championship in the past like five years so we knew what we were getting into but we played a really good game with them Um, I think we were down like 10 and made a comeback, cut it to like three. So it was a really exciting game, but ultimately with free throws and everything, I think it was kind of a bigger difference at the end of the game. But yeah, that was exciting. So that was my junior year, came back for my senior year. Not even really thinking about transferring, just coming back. Um, I wanted to get back to the national championship and um, came up short, didn't make it. so that was around spring break when we ended our season. My coach calls me on a Monday and she's like, all right, Paige, like, we need to know, like, are you transferring? Are you staying here? And I was like, oh, man, like we just lost. Like, I don't even know what to think right, right now. Right. Like, I can't process these things. So I had to sit down with my my family. And um yeah, we came to the decision that I should probably enter the transfer portal to um, move up a level, go division one. Um So, yeah. Inter transfer portal. That was crazy. It was insane. I mean, I was on phone calls every 15 minutes for hours on hours every really? single day. Yes, it was, it so was an amazing.
1: So you're talking, when did the phone call start? Like on a Monday morning or was it even like a Sunday or when did?
2: Yeah. So you had to like <clears throat> go through this like training and stuff to be able to enter the portal. So that okay. took like a day or two. Um, and then I probably got in there on like a Wednesday or Thursday. And okay. I mean,
3: okay.
2: since then I was on phone calls, like I said, every 15 minutes for hours, every single yeah. day. And it's yeah. like, I had to download the Google Calendar app to like, make sure like, I'm not like scheduling oh. phone calls on top of each other. Like it was crazy how much wow. exposure I got. Yeah. And I was not expecting, like I knew that I had had success at jury, but I thought, you know, some, Schools might be like, oh, she only has one year. You know, she's a division two kid. But no, I mean, I had several D1s reach out to me. Um, Some power five schools, a lot of mid-majors. So I went on a couple visits and I was actually supposed to go on a visit to K-State. They offered my offer to another girl and she committed on the spot. So that opened up my last official visit opening and I got a uh, call from Coach Scott. So how,
1: so how many official visits do you get coming out of Portal?
2: Uh, So I think you can get, now it's, you can have Endless. Endless, I think okay. it's okay. between three and five when I was transferring. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, I had one more official visit opening. Coach Scott called me. He's like, all right, we're getting you here. And I was like, oh, do I really want to go? Like, you know, they kind of like messed with me in my high school yeah. recruiting. Yeah. I yeah. was like, man, like, should I be petty? Like, should I like not go? But I mean, I couldn't say no to them. They're awesome. We were building a relationship over the phone and yeah, got on campus and fell in love. Um, yeah, couldn't say no to them. They had the best offer hands down. So,
1: okay, so who was your other four ones you, you went on trips on?
2: Yeah, so I went to Mizzou. We can play in NIT. Right. Yeah. Grand Canyon, which is where my head coach, my freshman and sophomore year at Jury, went to. Okay. Um, I was supposed to go on an official visit to Toledo and Kansas State. Okay. So I took my ISU visit, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of all I need. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need to see here. But, yeah, um, after that visit, I mean, me and my parents were just like – I can't ask for anything more. You know, I was coming home, i um, an hour, hour and a half away from home. Um, at Drury, I was like five hours. So wow. it was quite the drive for my parents to come, and they made it to every single game. Um, cool. So I was like, you know, I only get one more year. Why not do it in front of my family, you know, yeah, right down the yeah, road? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of how I ended up at Illinois State.
0: That's awesome. Did, did Missouri
3: State, when I mean, they are in Springfield, did they call you? No, no, no,
1: Missouri. I thought, you said Missouri, right, Paige?
2: Yeah. But Missouri state did call. Oh, okay. Um, so they were in a transition period. Um, their head coach went to Virginia right. and they were kind of late in the process because they hadn't hired a head coach until I was kind of through my recruiting process. So, um, they made a call and they're like, Hey, you're just right down the road. Like, do you want to come over, come on a visit? And I was like, actually, like, I kind of already made my decision. Like I don't want to waste your time. So, um, yeah, I mean their their coaching staff was amazing. Would have been cool to kind of stay in Springfield, but um, I think I made the right choice for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, so when you when you show up your ISU visit, do you remind them that they forgot to come to? your AAU game, your AAU game. <laughs> like, do, you walk in, do you walk in with the schedule and say, did you miss these games or what? Did you lose this?
2: Did you lose this? I still <laughs> have I had to feel him out first. I had to feel him out first, but I still definitely give him crap to this day about it. Um, I was like, you could have had five years of this. That's all I'm saying.
3: <laughs> no
2: i'm thankful for my time at drury um obviously it led me here and now to the bigger stage so
3: yeah so Paige, it it took four years we you you make it back uh, to isu and now you're playing uh, d1 uh, basketball games talk about the difference going from uh, d2 to (laughs) d1 and about that transition all
1: right all right wait wait great question we're gonna let her play in the background at least introduce her paige. who is she she's shooting baskets i mean
2: And this is Prudence Pierce, the next baller.
3: Let's, let's check out our form.
2: Let's see it, bro. Oh, All right. did oh. Paige teach you that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could keep talking. Just do it. This is going to be awesome. Just keep growing. I mean, All
2: right. <laughs> this, this it? Oh. like I Not tell people.
1: This isn't sixty minutes or forty eight hours. This is Bird Fans Forever. We just talk ISU basketball. And we go with the flow. So,
2: all right, perfect.
1: You remember the question?
2: Uh, transition from yeah. D two to D one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I was kind of nervous coming into Illinois State. Um, like I said earlier, I think Division two kind of gets a bad rap sometimes. Um, but there are a lot of good um players there. Um, I think the biggest transition for me is the team aspect of, you know, you're going to see good teams every single night. You're going to see, you know, multiple positions that are, are stacked. Um, I think at division two, sometimes you see really good guards (laughs) and you see really good posts. Um, but I think at division one, you kind of see all of that. So you have to bring your game every single night. You can't slack off, uh, a single play, um, but, yeah, I think that was the hardest transition for me is, like, you can't have an off game, you know. If my shot wasn't falling, I had to, like, figure out how else, you know, to provide to the team.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Good assist. Well, Paige, the score, it yeah. didn't take you too long. I know the first game no. against Dayton, you scored nine points. That was your transition game. And then you did pretty well right. against St-, St. Thomas. And then the third game against – a power five Wisconsin team you scored 37 points you went seven for seven from three which it would have taken me one three-point shot to get my first miss so so tell me about like seven, seven from, three, from three and just tell me what that feels like because I never got to experience that ever
2: yeah I mean I don't know what got into me that day I was just I feel like I was just in my driveway again, like a little kid just shooting in, and everything was going in. But I just remember going into that game and thinking like, I'm not gonna let a power five like come into our place and just like tear us up. I was like, I'm not letting that happen today. Um, I was sitting in the training room getting some um, rehab done on my hip. And I was like, I just know that today's gonna be a good day. (laughs) And I just like kept like these good vibes going and Um, yeah, I was warming up, felt good, and then I hit that first three, and I was like, "All right, that makes sense, that makes sense, and then everything just kept going our way, and I thought we played a good game. Um, We were well-rounded. I think towards the end of the game, we kind of um, lost our cool a little bit. We let them uh, pressure us a little bit too much, and had some turnovers towards the end of the game, but ultimately um, we pulled through, and yeah, I mean, that was a really fun game. They kept getting the ball to me, and I kept converting for them. So, I mean, that'll be a game I'll never forget. So, But, but yeah. at
3: some point, like, when you're running back down the court, do you hear the opposing coach going, like, 14, fine, 14? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: no, I like, to, I like to see their reactions after I make a couple shots or – um, a lot of times when me and Mary run this ghost play, coaches will just, like, oh, lose yeah. their mind. They'll just, like, turn around and walk away if they don't guard it right And I think it's the funniest <laughs> thing ever because they're like, those are the two got to worry about, and you just let them do that. Like, it's so right. funny watching their reactions. But... So
1: Mary explained ghost. You give us your perspective on ghost. Walk us through the play.
2: Um. Yeah, so I kind of have the ball Um kind of like lane line extended on the rail, kind of out towards half court. Um, Mary's on the block. She comes up and acts like she's gonna set a ball screen for me and she slips out of it. And it's like a dual threat. Like, do you leave the ball? Like, do you leave me to go score the ball? Do you leave the ball to go to the shooter? Like, do you leave the shooter by herself? Like, it's just like a mind game that we can play. And it's so simple. Like, it's such a simple play and it seemed to work every single time. I mean, one of the biggest ones was against Southern. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was, that was nice another great memory. That was amazing. Yeah, that you was like, it was in the air for like, yeah, it was in the air for like 10 minutes. It felt like I was like, I was like watching it. I was like, what is that thing going to go in? And it finally went in and everyone just like exploded. But yeah, I mean, it was a great play for us. And yeah, worked pretty much every single time.
3: What I remember about that game is you guys kept trading baskets down, down the end. I was just like, "Come on, get a stop!" Right? I know.
2: <laughs> and it was funny because like they're such like an athletic team, and they are there's so many drivers on the team. They had like one three point shooter, and I think she came in and hit like five or six threes. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. one girl out of every single person on this team can shoot a three, and she's just going off on us. But. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was a really fun game. I wish it wasn't as close as it was, but um, the crowd win's was definitely involved and it was a good right? environment. Yeah, wins a win. That is true.
3: So, so, so let's talk about your game a little bit. So, you know, obviously you transitioned very well to D one, but it it it's it's meant for uh, uh, you know, your game. I mean, you can you can shoot the three, but just as importantly, you can drive. You. you If you get fouled, you shoot 80% from the free throw line, but you can also finish at the basket, and you can pass the ball. So to me, it's like you you performed at all levels, okay? And I think you were important, you know, know, Maya runs the the team and stuff like that, but getting the ball to you and being able to penetrate, you know, if they're pressing out, it really sets everybody else up, kicking it out to Mary and stuff like that. So who do you see, and we talked about this off the air, like Juju kind of had that role the year before. Who do you see doing it this year? maybe having that same type of role that you did last year.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, obviously coming in last year for me, I heard a lot about Juju and how good her game was. I wasn't ever able to watch her, but just the talk of everyone, I mean, it was kind of nerve-wracking. Like, I got to follow in her footsteps. Like, that's kind of what I'm coming in to do. Um, So I don't want anyone on the team to kind of feel like they need to be like Paige necessarily or they need to be like Juju. Um, but I think someone that can step up into that scoring role, kind of take some of those points. Um, Abby Alzma is a good candidate for that. She is one of the hardest workers, hands down. She's in the gym just about every single day, and she's got some craft to her game. Um, she's only a sophomore. She's super young. So she's got a little bit to go with experience, um, but I really think, I think that down the road, Um, Even this year, I think she is a good possibility for that. Um, She's got
3: such a quick release on her shots. Yes, and
2: it's so smooth. I think it goes in just about every single time. So So, so it's going to be hard to guard her. So she's really quick off the bounce too. Um, But, yeah, I think if we can get her decision-making, you know, down pat and making sure she shoots it when she needs to shoot it, Uh, I think she passes up a little too many, but um, (laughs) that's just me. Um, But, yeah, I think she will be a really good um, contributor this year. I think Day Day Smith um, is another one who's really athletic. She missed last year due to an ACL injury, Um, but she's very athletic. She's a three-level scorer. She's really crafty as well. But, yeah, I mean, there's several. Caroline Waite coming in from Bradley. um, She can shoot the ball. I mean, it's insane. I think she hung up, like, 26 on us at Bradley. um, So I'm hoping she does that against other teams for us. Um, I mean, this this team is pretty stacked. It's a lot of new faces, but um, I think that they can go pretty far this year.
3: So so you were at the exhibition game. Was it strange sitting in the stands and watching the game versus being at yes, the to with
2: them? Oh my gosh. It was so hard for me. I was like, as much as I want to watch this, like I want to be out there again. It's and it's like it hasn't set in yet. I think once I go overseas to play is when it'll like really hit me like you're done with college, like you're yeah. done with yeah. your eligibility, used all five years. Um you're a grandma now. You have to move on. But, um, yeah, no, I. it was it was really fun to watch him, but it was, it was definitely hard to be there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I will tell you from experience, it doesn't get any easier. You just got to... Like I'm ready to go out. You think you can still play even in your fifties, where you know you'd probably (laughs) halfway down the court, things would just start falling off. It'd be like a bad cartoon, right? And so.
2: Yep, I said. I can't remember who I told this to, but I told him I was like, I'm playing until the wheels fall off. (laughs) I'm playing as long as possible because I can just not give up this sport.
1: All right, Paige. We're talking injuries. We were just talking off-air injuries. I've had my fair share playing uh you, you said there's a funny story behind your hip so and you battled the hip the whole season right if people paying attention to the podcast will know and the was when you're talking about wisconsin you're getting treatment on your hip already so all right what's the funny story about this sad injury
2: <laughs> yeah so back in 2020 actually um wasn't much going on this is when like things kind of started clearing up with quarantine and you're able to go out in public a little bit more So, my brother-in-law, who actually got me kind of going in basketball, um, me and him went and played in an old man's league in the town next over, and so it was me. how, how old are, older are the
3: old men, by the way? Yeah, 50
2: or uh, <laughs> I will say their age. I don't want to offend right. you guys. Please
1: don't <laughs> say their
2: age.
1: I wear a hat because I want people to not think I'm as old oh, as I they am. They were
2: way older than you guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just messing. But um, they're all quite a bit older than me. Um, I was definitely the youngest one there, and I was the only girl there. Um. So not a lot of people know um, knew who I was at that time. So I just showed up, and the guys are all kind of looking at me like, why is there a girl here? Like, this is the old man's basketball league. Like, So uh, I start playing, and I'm just, like, going off on them, hitting threes, taking it to the basket, dishing off passes. Um, so in one of the games, two guys decided to full court press me, So I'm like bringing the ball up, not thinking anything of it, just like being super casual. So I get past half court and I, they're trapping me at this point. So I pass fake this way and I pivot and I turn this way to pass it. And I like hear a pop in my hip and I'm like, what was that? Like, that's so weird. So like we scored, I tried to run back on defense and I was like, Kyle, who's my brother-in-law. I was like, Kyle, like this doesn't feel right. Like, let me go sit out. And one of the old uh, older guys was actually sent out because he had a theragun rubbing out his thighs and his <laughs> legs because he he got injured in another game. So I sit down next to him. And he's like, "Here, just use this. I'm sure like your muscles are just tight." And I was like, "Yeah, probably." So I sit out. I don't play another game, and I'm just like kind of going about my life after that a few weeks. And I'm like, "This still like really hurts. Like I feel like a muscle would have like been fine by now. Like I've rested right, it." Right. So, I go back to jury and we're doing, like, summer workouts and stuff, and I'm like, this just isn't right. So, I go to the ortho, and they're like, yeah, you destroyed your labrum and your hip, and you have an impingement in your hip. So, your bone and socket don't fit right together, and you don't have the cartilage to protect it. So, um, they told me right then and there, they're like, we recommend surgery, um, but you don't necessarily have to have it right now, but you are going to need it at some point. So I was like, I don't really want to sit out this season. So um, that was going into my junior year. So I was like, I'll just play on it. Next year comes around. I'm like, "Eh, I'll just play on it again. Last year was fine. Um, So now it's my fifth year at Illinois State and I'm getting a little bit older. Um, Bones aren't working as well as they used to. Um, So... I had a little bit um of trouble going through this season. Um, there were practices that I had they made me sit out of drills. I wouldn't go out. They were like, Paige, you are limping, like you need to get out. And I was yeah. like, I just wanna keep playing. Like yeah. they're like, We need you for the game. So like they would like cut my drills in half. Like they were really good about making sure that I was healthy and good. doing good. taking the proper precautions to make sure that I was able to play in games and stuff. So yeah we were doing everything we could to to keep this hip together for my last year and um yeah so made it through the year started training pretty much right away after season and was training pretty hard with the thought that i was going overseas right away the more i trained on it the worse it got i couldn't walk hardly after my workouts i couldn't do my daily activities um so I went to a hip specialist up in Chicago and he's like yeah this is this is pretty bad like you need surgery. So we kind of discussed it um so I was like well what if I just played one year? I got one year of professional basketball under my belt and then I got it. But I was like what's the point in that? You know like I'd rather have it 100% before I start my yeah, professional basketball career. Absolutely. Um and it was actually my agent that kind of like talked me into it. He was like Paige, like This game is so hard to progress in, let alone an injury that's holding you back even more. So it's like, he was like, you know, you just need to be 100% before you dive into this stuff. And so yeah, we uh, we went ahead and decided to um, have me get surgery, and I got that June 22nd of this year. Um, So I'm rehabbing right now, but um, everything's looking good. Yeah, everything's looking really well. Um, I think hopefully I'll get cleared in December. So that's why I'm not playing professional basketball right now. For I get a lot of those questions, like, "Oh, what is Paige doing? Is she not playing anymore?" Like, I wish I was, but I got to get this hip right before I head overseas. Yeah. Get it
1: right. Yep. 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 Yeah. Because as an American overseas, we've heard the stories from guys all the time, right? And gals, right? You get hurt over there. Different medical system, blah blah blah. Exactly. Right? And so yeah, make sure you're healthy when you get over there. And so uh, right. So, all right. So and then we talked about you hurt your wrist. Was it Bradley you did that in? Did
2: yeah, it, was, it was the Bradley game. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot closer game than we had hoped. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a rough one. Um, I don't know what was going on with us. We just were not playing well. So. I was just playing extra hard, you know, trying to do the little things to get us um, a bigger lead. And so I think I had like missed a shot and I was like pretty mad at myself. I was like, come on, like we gotta get this stuff together. Like we gotta get going. So I uh, I sneak up and steal an outlet pass or I tip an outlet pass. So me and this girl are running to the sideline to save it from going out of bounds. And I'm on her right side, she's on my left side. And I kind of wrap around her and I tip it back in. And I think Deanna actually comes and gets the ball. So I got the steal. Me and that girl go diving out of bounds. There's people sitting courtside. It's, I think a dad and like two little girls or something. And I just like <laughs> completely take them out. And so I'm like, I like see who I'm taking out. I'm like, oh crap, like I gotta like avoid this at all costs.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. So I like kind of put my hand down and like fall over the chairs this way and everything just happened so fast. I was like, okay, I gotta get back into the play. Like we got the ball. So I think we scored the basket and I'm running down the court and Coach G is like, Paige, you good? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean I'm good? Like, I'm perfectly fine. And I like, <laughs> I keep playing and like, for some reason I like look down and I'm like hold my thumb weird. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I'm like, looking like my thumb is like sticking out. <laughs> like the bone is sticking out. And I'm like, maybe I'm not good <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> all right give me one I'm like tugging on my jersey and I come out and our trainer Raquel kind of checks me out she's like well it's not broken but like it's pretty messed up um which my thumb like still sticks out a little bit right there
0: yeah um
2: but yeah I messed up some ligaments they told me that I like um, tore the ACL of your thumb. So like pretty much the function of your whole hand, I tore. Um, so yeah, that was not fun. So I got it wrapped up, um, made sure it did not move at all. I was like playing with nine fingers. (laughs) Um, so then I went to the doctor, they kind of told me what I just told you guys and they're like, yeah, you should probably sit out for a while. And I was like, that's not what I want to hear our next nope. game was Belmont, who I think yeah. we were tied with at um, at um the time, or they were like one of the top teams in the conference. And I was like, is this really the game that I'm going to miss? Like, come on. So I ended up sitting out that game. It was funny because we were like trying mm-hmm. to hide it from them for so long. Like we had shoot around in their gym and Coach, she's like, okay, like, you need to, like, wear your practice gear. You need to, like, be dressed, like, hide your thumb. Like, I had a splint on at the time, and she's like, you just need to hide it. Like, act like you're going through the drills. Like, we need to make sure that they think you are playing this game. So then we get to warm-ups, and um, I'm still in the locker room. Everyone else is warming up, and I walk out in my street clothes, and all their coaches are standing on the sideline, and you just see their jaws drop, like, <laughs> like he's not playing this game like what but yeah uh we ended up bowling ball out that game that was a oh, really yeah. fun game to watch um the girls said amazing so yeah i that one out and then played the next game played the rest of the season on a completely messed up thumb <laughs> but um Did i got surgery to on that
1: or is it i didn't
2: now? it's good now as, um it's good now
1: it healed okay. yeah
2: So I had like a little cast almost that covered like right here. And then we taped around my hand. So I pretty much played with nine fingers the rest of the season, like this was not mobile at all. Um, So on my shooting, I actually flicked this thumb in. So I had to teach myself pretty much how to shoot again because like I couldn't move this thumb. So I had to like kind of rework my shot a little bit in the middle of the season, which was not easy to do. Um, but I mean, I got used to it after a while and now I can flick my thumb again when I shoot. All right.
3: So let's,
1: let's look about the big one, right? We had gotten, a lot of us in town had gotten word that you were on the board. And, uh, for those around the draft world know that if you're on the board, you got a shot. And, uh, so let's talk about, you know, I'm assuming your agent reached out to you and told you you were on somebody's board and this might be coming. And so walk yeah. us through this.
2: Yeah. So the process was kind of crazy. Um, so I signed with my agent and, um, he's like kind of putting my name out there and stuff. And he was actually like, you know, a couple of teams are interested in you. I got some film out there. Um, when you come to Dallas, I was going to Dallas for the Pro Hoops Combine, which a mm-hmm. lot of WNBA scouts go to.
1: Amen, yep.
2: He said, uh, if you come for that, then I want you to have a private workout in front of a couple WNBA scouts. And I was like, just me working out in front of, like, WNBA scouts? Like, that's crazy. I was like, I was just at Division Two last year, and now I'm, like, working <laughs> out in front of WNBA scouts. And I was like, holy crap, like, my dreams are, like, coming true, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, working myself up about this this uh, workout, and I go in and I could not miss. Like, I hit, <laughs> I think like every single shot, and I was like, it was kind of like the Wisconsin game. I was like, I don't know what got into me. Like, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, the Wings and the Mercury, or no, the the Suns, the Connecticut Suns were were at the workout. And the Wings were the team that were, like, really looking at me. Um, So the next day was the Pro Hoops Combine. The Wings were there. You know, it's in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, So I played really well. We played a lot of pickup games. Um, So, yeah, I played really well, shot the ball well. Um, Yeah, just did pretty much everything I could to try to impress them, really. Um, So then – I got a pre-draft interview with the Dallas Wings. So I sat down on a Zoom call with the president, CEO of the Wings, um, the head coach, assistant coaches, trainers. So yeah, the interview went really well. Like we got along really well. Um, everything they were saying was matching up with, you know, what I wanted in a team, what I wanted in an organization, and kind of what they wanted in a player was exactly what, I you know, I am, so. Right. Um, it made me feel a lot better knowing that that went well. So fast forward a couple weeks is the draft and, um, my agents like, they're not a hundred percent sure they're about 50, 50 right now. If they're going to take you, he was like, if I find out, do you want me to let you know? And I was like, no, I don't want to know. Like I want it to be a surprise. (laughs) So I, uh, I didn't want to be- make a big deal out of it because I was like, what if I make a big deal and I don't get drafted? Right, like, that would right, be pretty right. embarrassing, you know?
1: Yep.
2: Um, so I went over to my coach's house. It was me, and my parents, and the coaching staff. And we're sitting there watching the draft. And it's like, you know, the first round takes like an hour in itself. And then right. they kind of start rattling off a little bit. Second round, you know, they go a little bit quicker, but it's still pretty slow.
0: Yeah, very um, slow.
2: but it, I mean, it feels like an eternity and I'm like, when <laughs> is the 31st pick? Like, cause I knew <laughs> like which slot I was going to be taken at if I was going to yeah. be taken. So <clears throat> we get to the third round and I'm like, oh my, like my heart starts beating so fast. I'm like, what's happening. And my agent messages me, he's an hour ahead. He messages me and he's like, are you ready to celebrate? So he thought that I had already seen my name go across the draft board. Hour delay. Oh, really? Yep. Oh. Yep. And I was like, "Is he like messing with me?" Like, I was like, "You know what? I'm just not even gonna like reply to him." Right. Right. So finally, 31st comes. 31st pick comes across the board, and felt like forever before it said 31st pick. Like Dallas Wings take. And then, like, it wouldn't pop up. And I was like, is it neat? Like, just say it. Like, I was so ready for my name to go across the board. And it felt like five minutes before it did. But I saw my name, um, Paige Robinson, and it was 6'4". (laughs) And I was like, yeah. I grew a few inches. but. um,
3: That's from uh, Stats Reference. Because there's a Paige Robinson that played for Florida.
2: Yep, Florida Gators, yeah.
3: They have your stats and her stats combined. Two of her Really? So, yeah. So you're six yeah. four with your picture. Nice. A, a <laughs> yeah, you're six four.
2: I know. I'm like, they're gonna be, be disappointed when I show up, and I'm not six foot at all, let alone like six four. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, so you guys just
1: all jumping around. I mean, was this basically like a hip hop party? And you guys oh were my all gosh. jumping and.
2: Yeah, the, the house was shaking, like we were all jumping up and down, screaming. And I mean, I I just like never thought that I would see my name um in Amen. the WNBA yeah. draft. That's something so awesome. that you just like always dream of. And it's like, you know, I was a kid from a small town. I graduated with 40 kids in my class. I went Division two. Like, my story is just so much different than a lot of stories mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. Um, of players that get drafted, and every story is is special in its own way, but I mean, I I love my story, and I'm glad it worked out the way it did, and um, that the Dallas Wings took me in in the 31st pick.
3: Paige, it's been six to seven months since uh, uh, basketball's kind of wrapped up. What what have you been doing, and, and what are you pursuing in the near future?
2: Yeah, so like I said, I had hip surgery back in June, so... I've been hitting rehab pretty hard. Um, Been doing that just about every single day for, oh man, four or five months now. Um, So that's going well. Uh, I'm still in grad school, so I'm in my last year as a sports management um, grad student. I'll graduate with my master's in the spring semester, so I have the remainder of this semester, Um, and then the spring semester, and then hopefully in December I'll be headed overseas to to start off my professional playing career.
1: Do, do you know where it oh, yeah. is? Awesome.
2: I don't know. So, I'll be a replacement contract. Um so it kind of depends on timing things. Um, you know, what team needs what kind of player. Hopefully it's someone like me. In like Italy, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, I'll take I'll take wherever. I'm just excited yeah. to play and yeah. it's been a while since I played a, a full basketball game. So I'm well, uh good news for
3: you is this podcast is very popular in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Very, I didn't know it was very.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah your social media is gonna blow up about bird fans forever. Yeah, yeah. All right, Paige. Thank you so much for being on. This is where you get the close. Here you go.
2: Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Um, just kind of want to thank everyone that's that's been on my journey this whole entire ride. You know, my parents have been number one supporters um, since I was born. They knew, um, you know, I put a ball in my hand as soon as I could pick anything up, and I didn't let go. So they knew I was going to have um, some special career. So I really want to thank them, the rest of my family, um, all of my sisters, uh, my nieces who were in this uh, contest <laughs> earlier, um, photo bombing. So um, – You know, my coaches, especially for believing in me, um, recruiting me to play college basketball in general, and then being able to move up a level, um, especially ISU. The staff there really really sculpted me as as an even better basketball player and um, a person as well. So I'll never forget my time at ISU and uh, they'll uh, always hold a special place in my heart.
1: That is awesome. Paige, thank you so much for being on. Awesome to see somebody get drafted. It's been a while since ISU's had that, so that was awesome. So, with that, this is Bird Fans Forever, episode 49. John, hit it.
0: Yes! it that we got clapping! <laughs>